Just like our goal here on the Game Time Guru is to help you see sports through a different lens, it's the same thing for our guest today. Granted, it's actually literal, as he's a sports photographer. You don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru podcast. This week is going to be an awesome interview once again as we're bringing on a sports photographer who does work for the Atlanta Falcons. But it's not just about doing the work for the Atlanta Falcons. It's how he actually got there. And so you guys are going to love to see what he has to say and and what got him into the photography realm because he's a sports fan out of Chicago and actually started as a coach. So you're going to hear the whole story. You're going to love it. Um, It's Torrey Fields coming on the show today to talk about his journey and, and what his goal is as a sports photographer and how that actually helps us in sports media. So before we get started, I want you guys to remember to make sure to subscribe to the show and leave me a review. Please go on to Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform that you're listening on. Subscribe to the show. It helps me out. And then leave me a review. It helps me know how I'm doing. And it also helps when other people are trying to find a show to listen to. If they see a review on the page, they are more prone to actually listen to it. So it would help me out. That's the way that I ask that my my listeners give back to me. I'm excited for a lot of things. I want to give you a couple announcements, uh, what's happening with the podcast and, and other podcasts coming down the pipeline. So Guys, I've, I've referenced Nation's Best Football before. Um, Bob Smith and I have been you know, collaborating for the last couple of weeks, about about, about two months now. And uh, we're going to be launching a new show that you guys need to listen to as well. So not only be paying attention to the Game Time Guru podcast, but be listening for our new show. It's going to be the Nation's Best Ballers and Recruits podcast, where our intention is going to be uh, to, to, to interview some awesome uh, – Awesome ballers, just to say that. I'm not going to give you too many details yet until it actually launches, but we have that in the works, and we're we're, we're getting that down the pipeline. So be on the lookout for that. I'm also going to be hosting a college football show for Kyle Lamb over at Unscripted Ohio. And so once a week, we will do a college football show, about 30 minutes to 45 minutes long, and uh, kind of give you guys some information specifically on college football. So it's going to be some awesome, awesome stuff. We're going to be talking about, you know, we're going to be interviewing people on the Game Time Guru the nation's best ballers and recruits podcast, as well as the new podcast for the unscripted Ohio podcast network that he's got going on over there. And more details are to come, but I don't want to bore you guys anymore with the the housekeeping items. I want to get into this interview because it's the first time I've brought on a sports photographer onto the show. And I've always kind of had this idea of like bringing someone like this on because they too, just like I said in the intro, they too want to help us see sports through a different lens. They want to capture the perfect moment. And a lot of athletes love seeing the action shots because they tell stories. Like the athlete knows what was going on when that when that shot happened. And it gives the fans a different perspective on it too. And it's, it's really cool and unique to see. Uh, we don't even realize how much we utilize sports photography in sports media. So... Uh, even as fans, you know. So I'm excited to bring on Tory Fields. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this interview. And so uh, buckle up, get a drink, whatever you're going to be doing. If you're driving to work, awesome. Uh, turn it up, focus in, and enjoy the interview. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru podcast. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, we've got a guy who's on the show who is going to help you see sports through a different lens, but he's literally doing that through photography. And I'm excited to have him on. This is Tory Fields from Fields Vision Photography. Uh, Tory, thanks so much for joining the show. Now, Tori, you did mention to me, like, we're going to re- rewind this all the way back to, to find out 
what your love of sports came from. And, you know, you, you reside in Atlanta right now, but you're actually from Chicago. So let's talk about from the very beginning how you became a sports fan and, you know, talk about your love for the, the sports teams in Chicago. Yeah, growing up in Chicago in, uh, in the early 80s, it was well, the mid-80s, rather, it was dominated by the Chicago Bears. They owned the city, and um, I was the biggest Walter Payton fan you could find. And although I only seen him at the end of his career, I, I loved everything about him. Uh, when I was playing, like, Little League football or Pee Wee football, he, uh, he, he, he helped me get a lot of head injuries due to the fact that he never ran out of bounds. So I said, if Walter didn't run out of bounds, I'm not going to run out of bounds. So I took a lot of trouble, a little bit, a lot of blows to the head, but no, uh, I just grew up, you know, Bears fans, a Bulls fan, and you know that was also the era of Michael Jordan, uh, uh, Ryan Sandberg with the Cubs. I, it, it, Chicago was just a great sports city, and 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 being in the '80s, we were uh, starving for championships. '85 uh, Bears came, took over the city, took over the the nation, rather. And ever since then, I just, you know, I just have a strong passion for football, all other sports as well, but mainly football. So, you know, Tori, you're from Chicago, so I, I have to naturally ask this question. I'm a Utah Jazz fan. Did MJ push off? No, it was rumors, rumors, rumors. He, uh, Russell, he just helped Russell with the movement of going towards his left, and, yeah, he pulled up. But, he, but you know, truth be told, though, I, I, I had met a guy – in Atlanta that um, back when the Bulls were winning all those games, I said as a Bulls fan, I felt like we were about to lose every game. And he was telling me how he felt like we were about to win every game. But the, those, those Utah series, though, I felt like we were the toughest championships to, to, to get, though. So they had a great team. Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek, Russell. Was it Greg Ostertag the man in the middle? Oh, yeah. Greg Ostertag, man in the middle right there, man. The most athletic guy on the court. I'll be honest with you, man. I tell everybody this. I was a little kid at the time. I was in fourth grade when we lost the second championship, and that ruined me for like a week because um, I truly believed back then that the Jazz were a better team than the Bulls. And I know people call me crazy, but I they were they had home court advantage for a reason. They were they were a good team that year, and they were stacked. And I thought that was our year. And go figure, we haven't made it back yet. You know what I mean? So I thought that was going to be the time. Uh, uh, that we could actually pull a championship out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm devastated by the push-off. You know what, though, Tori? It's, it's okay because if I really think about it, you know, superstars get away with a lot of stuff. So you can you can get a push-off to win the championship, right? Oh, yeah, everybody had their legal move back then. Uh, Lonzo Mourning, uh, Patrick Ewing, and uh, DeCambi Matumbo love to take three steps towards the middle. They traveled every time. Yeah, that's just called a Euro step now. That's what they've translated that into. Exactly. So, Tori, you mentioned that, you know, you weren't into photography immediately. It, it kind of evolved over time. So let's talk about, you know, the beginning and where it all started at. You know, you mentioned to me before that it kind of started out in, in the coaching realm. So I'm curious to hear, like, how this all, you know, evolved over time. So let's talk about that for a second. Well, initially I went to school because I love to talk sports. And I was a, uh, in high school. They called me a walking sports almanac. I used to just throw out numbers and uh, and. I knew at uh, all the dunk contest winners from the ABA, from Dr. J to uh, the what was the mid nineties. At that case, I knew all the dunk contest winners. And I could just spit them out just like that. So they just called me a walking sports almanac. And 
I would like to t- I talk sports with my uncles and things of that nature. And they was like, you know what, you should go and get into broadcasting. So I was like, hmm, I, I didn't do it initially right out of high school, but I ended up going to this school called Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And I started my own podcast as well, and it was called the Tory Allen Show. And we, you know, we dived into a lot of sports as well. But um, I was coaching youth football, and I kind of swayed into photography. I was, I was, uh, you know, coaching, helping coach the offensive line, and I would see a quarterback make a play with a running back, wide receiver, whomever. They'd make a play. I'm like, man, that would have been great if somebody could have captured that moment. Video is great, but sometimes pictures, you know, can tell a, a, a very vivid story. And it, uh, so I ended up by, uh, by the girl that I was dating at the time. She bought me a Kodak Easy Share camera, and I thought I was doing big things. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about any type of camera, so I take pictures, and the parents were liking them. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can. This is this is something. I, but it still didn't dawn on me. And I don't think I've so, told you this, but I I felt like it was always in me. I, one thing, um, and I'm going backwards a little bit, one thing that was big to me was I used to collect Sports Illustrated, and not a Sports Illustrated magazine, Slam magazines, um, uh, Sporting News, anything that had pictures. I used to make my own little scrapbook. I had posters. I had Michael Jordan posters, Walter Payton, Sandberg, Andre Dawson. But I loved the action shots of the posters, um, baseball cards. I had Jose Canseco rookie card from Upper Deck um, and Ken Griffey Jr. I liked the image of the card, but it never dawned on me that I could be the one that was taking those pictures. So now fast forward it back to you football, I was taking pictures of the parents who liked them, and they ended up buying some of the pictures. So I was like, okay, cool. Still didn't really hit me. And then one day I was just bored. Um, bored missing football and I just end up start going to the Falcons camp and I'll take pictures and I'll post uh, I end up posting them and then they hit me in my just on Instagram my DM asked me if I had more so I was like yeah I didn't have it that time but I could be back tomorrow and take some pictures so in a sense it started growing from there you know it's interesting you mentioned that because I used to I was an avid collector of, of basketball cards I still have my books um, got tons of them, you know, and I like to go back and look at them sometimes to to see who was, you know, who was a big name in the league back then in, in 94, 95, 96 time frame when I was really into to collecting cards. And, and it's also interesting because, you know, I love going back and seeing action photos like that. I used to read Sports Illustrated and, and Slam magazines all the time, like religiously just to get my sports information and such. And and I also like I'll go back and do the Uncle Rico thing sometimes and actually go to my yearbook and kind of look through stuff. And I've caught myself looking at like the basketball photos. And there's a couple photos of me in there, some action shots. And I and I remember what was going on back then because the shot was taken. Uh, I know why I was wearing a, a knee brace, who we were playing. And I, and I can remember those games. And it's kind of it's interesting. That's why. I love uh, photography for that matter when when a good photographer, especially like a sports photographer in this, you know, in this, you know, this example, a sports photographer takes a good action shot. It's good. Like the players love it. The fans love it because you're bringing the game back to them. And, and, it, and it's it's awesome. And, um, you know, I'm curious uh, when you're trying to get the perfect action shot, what are some techniques that you use? Like, how do you get the the person that's in, you know, in front of you? to basically do what you want them to do without them knowing because you're trying to get action shots. Like, how do you capture that moment, Tori? Well, one thing I've, I've always felt, and I tell, I, I tell a lot of people who are in 
who's, who's getting into photography, your eye is the is the best uh, equipment that you have. And I just think I've been blessed with a great eye to 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 scope out certain angles, it, it, and it helped that I you know I play sports as well, as well. So I try to stay ahead of the action. Like for example, if I want a running back to if if he has a chance to to hit hit the hold and break free from the defensive linemen and get get into the uh, the linebacker safety area, I I like to be 20 yards ahead of the line of scrimmage. So I can possibly get that shot, and some of the some, but sometimes the best shots are the players on the bench, if they're you know frustrated because uh, they didn't they missed the block, and, and, and this is dealing with the youth, uh, well, and, and and for the pros as well, but in particular the youth, you see the raw emotion on their face, and I try to capture those moments. Um, obviously, when they celebrate. That's that's a, that's another uh, a, a great a great shot. But as far as with the action, simply try to stay ahead of the action, try to be in front of the wide receiver or the run, uh, or the running back quarterback, so I can one get their face. Um, sometimes if you if you're focusing on the wide receivers, you might have to go back because they go back behind the line of scrimmage, so you can get their face because you know if you're running a route, you got to turn around. <laughs> Especially right. depending on most routes, you got to turn around and, in a sense, face the line of scrimmage, face the you know, quarterback. So, those are a few things that I try to do. But it's all about your eye. You you just have to have an eye for it. That's the best equipment to to have. You can have the top of the line camera, but if you don't know what you're looking for or mapping it out, it, it's really useless. You know, I'm also curious, Tori, about your knowledge of the game, right? So you're a sports fan. You went to school for, for broadcasting, and, like, you know this, you're, you're a walking sports almanac, like you said. Uh, does that help you in understanding, you know, situational football, right? Like, it's third down, so you understand what the, you know, what that team's tendencies are, what they might be doing third and long. Obviously, it might be a passing down, and so you might get in a, you know, position for them to be throwing a pass. So does that help you? Does your knowledge of the game help you in trying to get the correct shot? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and in case of point, like in there's cases where you know you're in a goal line, uh, a goal line situation, and I say, you know what, I'm gonna go into the corner of the end zone because a lot of times uh, they like to throw a little fade route into that corner. So I try to get over there so I can capture that shot. I mean, sometimes you're playing odds, you're playing, you're gambling in a sense. You're playing the odds because you know they can easily just run a, a dive play right up the middle and you're like, well, crap, I'm all, I'm over here and the action happened over there. So you kind of you try to pay attention to the personnel. Case in point, like shooting the Falcons. If I'm seeing Julio Jones in the game uh, and they're not running the goal line set, uh, like, well, I'm gonna go into the corner because there's a high probability they're gonna try to pass. Now if they got three tight ends set in there, then I'm okay. I'm gonna try to work my way towards the middle because there's a high probability that they're going to run. Sometimes you get faked out, but, you you know, you try to pay attention to the personnel. I'm just – I'm guessing as much as the defensive coordinator, that that's – yeah, so the knowledge of the game is, I think, is key as well. That's so awesome, man. I, I want to get into your, you know, professional realm now. Like, you're you're taking pictures for the Atlanta Falcons. That's awesome. Like, you've utilized this as a platform to get you to be able to be around the sport that you love and be able to, you know, enhance that sport for not only the players but the fans as well. And I'm curious now that you're you're around some big-name athletes and 
who who are some of your favorite athletes you've been around since you've been covering the Falcons, whether it be from the Falcons or it's, you know, a, an opponent that they've played that you've been able to cover as well? Well, you know, again, growing up as a Chicago Bears fan, Chicago fan, I always felt that uh, you have one team, that's it. Like, I'm a Cubs fan. I can't cheer for any other team, not even the White Sox, especially not the White Sox. So, uh, you know, take a shooting, and I'm, it's because I'm located in Atlanta. I, I shoot for a media outlet called Core 360. So if they, we cover multiple teams. I just so happen to shoot for the area that I'm in, and which is Atlanta. And I used to not be an Atlanta fan whatsoever. And, again, I have that, that rule, one, one team. But being around a lot of the players and getting to know some of them, like I don't know, I don't, I've gotten the chance to meet Devontae Freeman and do actually work without with him outside of work. He's a great, outstanding guy, very humble guy, and, and I don't want to say it's surprising because when you see guys at their status and the, and the fanfare that they get, I can I can almost understand how that can be overwhelming or frustrating to deal with people, but. He is an extremely humble guy. I've met uh, uh, Vic Beasley, another guy who's a, a great character guy that I've been around, Ricardo Allen. Um, Julio is very quiet. <laughs> and um, Matt Ryan, to me, doesn't give enough, get enough credit. So I, it's, those are some of the players I can name off the top of my head that I've, I've definitely have taken. They have, they have made me. Okay, fans, just can't tell anybody. I I know you have a, a, a lot of listeners. Just don't tell anybody. But um, they have made me actually enjoy this team, and that be just because they're outstanding guys, they got outstanding outstanding characters, and not just them. There's several other players who uh, uh, Kwame Shorts for up in Carolina, uh, Cam Newton. Now Cam is different. I just I I never realized how competitive he was until I was able to be on the field. And see him, and to see, and I, I remember real quick. Uh, I did a Carolina Falcons game two, two or three years ago in Carolina. So um, I was helping uh, this young lady out because she had a camera, but it was kind of windy at night. Uh, this is this is a couple hours after the game, and she was just trying to to do uh, a recap. So I just helped hold her to hold the camera still for. Her. Uh, I looked to the corner and I saw Cam Newton out there and he had like 20 kids and he was throwing the ball, catching, you know, playing football with them. And this is a couple of hours after the game. And it, it kind of shocked me. I'm like, you know, you do, they, they do a lot of charitable work and you, you see that on TV, but just to see him actually physically interacting with these kids and like basically in the grass with them and, I thought it was really awesome, and I, I I gained a lot more respect for him than I had versus just seeing him on TV. Interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, I, I will catch myself sometimes, like if there's a player I don't necessarily like, um, and I don't really have reasons to dislike any player besides their, you know, play on the field. But, like, if, if I don't like a player and I watch a documentary on that player, um, Dwight Howard was one of them. Uh, Tom Brady was another. Like, those players, like, I watch these things and I see how they are as human beings and how they treat others in the community. And I'm like, shoot, that's a good guy. So, like, when you're talking about Cam Newton, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Now, you cover football at the highest level, the, the National Football League with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Obviously, I think that's a lot of people's dream, but you started and you understand that where you began and that was 
you know, coaching and you were at the youth level and you, you still enjoy doing that. But what is your favorite level of football to cover still? Like, I mean, I know now, now knowing what you know and, and being where you've been, what's your favorite level of football to cover? Well, I mean, it, it's uh, the professional that is also, and I'm very thankful and very fortunate to be able to, to uh, cover that. But I would never forget where I came from as far as taking started off in youth football. And again, I just love, I, I, I was actually out on the field of cup uh, yesterday, actually. Um, and I was watching the seven-year-olds in eight, the, the seven-year-olds prepare, of, uh, they're going through the evaluations. And it's just something about the pureness of the game. There's not money involved there. They're out there for having fun, not to have fun and, and, to, and to compete. But at the end of the day, to, you know, just to have fun and, I don't know. It's just it's just something that holds something real big in my heart. Is the the way I don't know. It's just really hard to explain. But I just I just love you football. I just I just think it's awesome. And it's maybe it's because it's not all about the next contract or or um, the, the Super Bowl. We all want to win. We all want to win that championship. But at the end of the day, we want to go out there, compete, have fun, and be with our friends. And I just I think that's why I love youth sports so much. Totally understand that because there's a completely different passion for the game at that level. I mean, they're still learning the game, they're learning the basics of the game, but there's a passion for it. And like you you mentioned, it's not just playing for the next contract; it's playing for the love of the game and understanding the game and everything like that. So I totally understand that's awesome. Now, Tori, I mean, football's taking you a lot of places, right? Or sorry, photography is taking you a lot of places, rather. And uh, I'm curious. Where do you see yourself going in the next, you know, five years with this? Would you like to to be covering the Falcons still, or would you, you know, eventually like to to get to Chicago and be able to cover your favorite team and in, in the Bears? Well, uh, I think I would because when you love something, it's not a job to you. So I can do this till I'm 90 years old, as long as my body stays healthy <laughs> enough to to where I can still go out there and shoot because it is just a passion that I have. I love the I've loved to shoot to to bring uh, a lot of the fans. In this case, a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans and, wh- and whoever they play, I pr- uh, I bring their fans a little closer to the action. Not everyone is able to afford to go to the, to go to the stadium and see their team play. And if they know me or if they follow me on social media, I give them the opportunity to get closer to the action than they might be. They might have been just one regular TV. You, you see, you see a lot of these guys on TV, but it's just it feels so far away. But hopefully, through the actions of my photography, um, I can bring them closer. So I can do this forever. Five years from now, I would love to have a whole photography team to be able to bless each and up each other. Each, uh, excuse me, bless others, um, in, in particular the youth, to have that opportunity to get to see their idols and and still be professional with it, obviously. <laughs> But um, to see their idols and get the opportunity to to shoot and you know it, take their craft to the next level. I love it, man. I love it. And you mentioned social media, Tori. Where can we find you? Where what's your social media handle so so my listeners can find your work and see what you do? Yes, they can definitely follow me. I'm on Instagram as well as Facebook at at Fields Vision, and it has an S in the middle. It's my last name, and I have an interesting story for that as well. It's F I E L D S V I S I O N at fieldsvision.com or excuse me at fieldsvision on Instagram and on Facebook. 
Okay, okay, so you mentioned there's a story. All right, let's hear the story. I want to hear the story behind Field's vision. I got bored. I was missing football, and I said, hmm, I heard the Falcons training camp is free. I didn't know any of the team's training camps were free to the public. So I went there, and again, I was taking pictures, and I was sending them to the players when they they, they were DM me. So, but it was under a different uh, Instagram name. It was under Chicago Wind. So I was taking the pictures, and then I met this guy in media who was interested in me working. He he figured out who I was by how I posted the picture from where I was standing. Uh, he figured out who I was, and he was like, "Well, come here. I'm gonna, you know, get you the the shoot on the media side." And I was like, "Well, I'm not media." And he said, "You know, that's fine. We'll talk to him." So. Uh, I go in there and he was like, okay, what's your name? I said, Tory Fields. And he was like, okay, who's your media outlet? And I was like, uh, Fields Vision. And they was like, oh, okay. And they was like, all right. I was like, yeah, that's work, Fields Vision. Absolutely love it, man. Absolutely love it. So if you guys are, you know, paying attention to this and you want to see some awesome photography, make sure to go check out Fields Vision on Instagram and Facebook. Go check it out. Uh, see his work. We'll link it here in the description of the podcast as well. So um, if you guys are listening on to, like, you know, Apple Podcasts or any other platform, uh, make sure to check out the the um, Instagram handle and Facebook page. Now, I, I, I know that you have to have, like, you know, as athletes, we have that favorite memory. We have that favorite um, – let's say like in basketball, the favorite shot that you remember, whether it was the best game or whatever it was as a photographer, what's, what's your favorite shot that you've ever taken on any level for that matter, whether it be youth, high school, whatever, all the way up through the pros, what's your favorite shot that you've taken as a photographer? My favorite shot, it actually goes back to youth football. That was, it was a couple of years ago. Again, I'm in Georgia. I'm in Gwinnett County. Uh, There was this team called the Lawrenceville uh, Black Knights. And the, I took a picture. It was pouring down rain, and they they delayed some of the games. And I had on some sneakers that I probably should have been wearing out there in the mud. So I wanted. I stood in almost in the the press box for uh, the football field, and I just I, I so happened to look down and I saw this kid, and he was just sitting on the bench. And he was by himself. He wasn't with his other teammates. And I said, oh, wow, that's a great shot. So I'm shooting from above him, and I am shoot and I shoot down, and I, he has mud all over him. The field is muddy, and he's sitting on his wet bench. And I just love – that is my all-time favorite picture. I posted it on Facebook. Matter of fact, I think I believe I shared it with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's my favorite shot that I've ever taken. The crazy part about it, it looks like he lost or, or is losing, but he, they were up by 20. That's interesting you said that because I did see the photo. You sent it with me. You shared it to me, and and uh, it looks like he lost. Like that's that sh- that shot does look like he lost, but there's a story behind it. In reality, he was they're winning, and he's just cold and probably wants to go home or whatever. And you just caught him at the right moment. So that's interesting. I love that man. Um, and Tori, before we sign off, just let us know what what what's any words of of advice that you have for you know. Anyone in this industry, anything you know that you you know now that you didn't know before, or any kind of words of advice you can give us uh, before we sign off for the show? Well, uh, yeah, I, I believe I spoke to you uh, and told you that I'm typically I'm a, I'm older than most of the people that I, I'm around. Uh, I'm, I'm in uh, my early 40s. Never stop drinking. It, it, it's never too late to get into your field. I I didn't get into photography until my mid to late 30s, and it's taking me to places so quick and so awesome. So 
it takes a long time to be an overnight sensation. I'm not saying that I'm overnight sensational or a sensation for that matter, but it, it sometimes it takes a long time. And if you don't know what you want to do right now, it, it, you you just you, you have time to figure it out. So just keep pressing and working hard, and I'm sure it's going to pan out. Thank you so much. And I know I have a lot of listeners that are you know on their own entrepreneurial journey right now, and so they'll they'll definitely enjoy what you had to say right there. Um, and, and I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this was Tory Fields from Fields Vision Photography. He's a sports photographer covering the Atlanta Falcons. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, Tori, thank you so much for joining us. You guys know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you guys can get all the content. And uh, we'll be back next week for you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.